tell you why I just like thanking God and thank God this is chapel of praise. All we know how to do is praise. I came to discover that everything in creation have the potential to harm us. It is just that they have been given a commandment never to harm us. He said nothing shall by any means harm you. It's not that they are not harming. The road you are still moving, many people move through it and are there. The food you are eating, many people have attempted eating that same food. And then it took them to death. The water you drink, many people have drunk the water and then they die. Everything in creation has the potential to harm. It is just that they have been given authority never to harm us. Which is why we should bless God. Just wave your hands to Jesus. Wave your hands. Oh Lord, you have been so good. You have been so good to me. You have been so good. David did not leave us in the dark. He made us to understand that there is a possibility of forgetting the benefits of God. He said, bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. So it is possible that I am thanking God and some parts of me are not thanking Him. It is possible that it is only my result that is thanking Him. My health is not also thanking Him. He said, let all that is within me. He said, bless the Lord of my soul and forget not His benefits. Forget not all his benefits. So there is a possibility of forgetting what God has done for you. And then if you can remember it, he said, let everything that has breath. Can you just praise him, Father? For the breath of life. You may have forgotten all that benefit, but just for the breath of life. Can you tell him, Lord, thank you. Lord, we extol your holy name. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Faithful and our Holy Father, we bless you once again. Lord, even if we praise you from now till tomorrow, Father, it won't be enough for all you've done for us. David explained this. He says his loving kindness is better than life in its entirety. Father, we bless you for all you've done for us. Hallowed be your faithful name, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, in this service again, come and touch our lives. In this service again, oh Lord, Father, come and bless us. In this service again, come and speak that word of restoration, that word of hope, that word of liberation, that word, oh Lord, Father, of fulfillment, that word of fruitfulness, that word of salvation. Father, speak it to our lives again. And then at the end of this service, Father, may we go back with testimonies in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Come and use me to your glory. Oh Lord, and let your name be praised at the end. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. You may have your seat briefly in God's presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We started um, in our first service. Once again, I want to bless God for the privilege of standing here again. I want to thank God again for, for our mama. Can we celebrate our mama in the house once again? Hallelujah. I want to bless every one of us. Bless God for every one of us who have made it to service today. I pray God will bless you real good in the name of Jesus. Okay, so we are looking at, I hope to make this um, service a, a kind of teaching um, session. I intend making it a kind of teaching because this is um, what we need, especially in times like this. So I would like you to listen attentively, pick your jotter, your Bible, your pen, and then I would like you to do business with what you'll be hearing. God will help us in the name of Jesus. So we are looking at the almightiness of God in salvation. And then from where we read, he said, let him who is thirsty, let him come and drink. 
let him come without money. There's no price to it. But then, the only thing that is needed is your hunger. Because he has a lot to give to you. Let him come and drink. I will explain this later on. Let him come and drink. So now we see um, from the first service, and um, we've been able to see that um, God had um, to come have to come every time per time to prove his almightiness in our lives why because he's jealous of us like um our his jealousy his jealousy is in us so we see that um we are protecting the interest we are fighting for the interest of god so he also comes to do what to secure our own interest so we see so many things, we saw so, uh, so many things in the first service, and I trust him to help us through again in the second service. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So, now I want to tell us a story just briefly. 27th of January 2022, that was last month, this same day, last month. I think I, in the dream of the night, I saw myself somewhere. I saw so many other people. I saw so many people, people from all tribes, people from all religion. I saw people with whatever they know. They were, um, they were, should I say, doing incantation. They were praying to the God that they know. Please listen. Everybody, I saw people with um, all these, um, some people in white garment churches. I saw some people in groups. You see people in groups. This one will come here. They will kneel down to the sun. Some other people will come. They have a piece of wood that they are bowing down to. Some other people will come doing this, doing that. Different kinds of people. I mean, I mean almost everywhere. You see different groups of people bowing down to what they know. And then I also saw in a place that looked like chapel or praise here, I saw many believers there also worshiping God. And then there was someone that was leading. And then I saw many other people who looked like um, people in governance. And then they were just moving all around with their arrogance and then um, with so much pride, trying to um, prove a point that they have power. And they were just moving around. So everywhere was just busy. Everywhere was busy. And then while I was there, someone from the church then told me, um, stand up and make an announcement. The governor... Um, I think there was a governor then in that um, scene. I declared that nobody says something like this in public. Nobody mentions so so name in public. Nobody does this. Nobody does that. So stand up and announce for those of us who are in the faith. Just announce that and when you go outside, be careful what you say. Be careful what you do so that they will not execute you. So after I was told to make the announcement, I then stood. I was like standing on the altar like this. And then while I carried microphone to make the announcement, something came to my mind and I was like, no. I was like, I shouted, I was like, no. We should be on the offensive side, not just the defensive side. No, how about the Christianity of old? Must we be the one bending to every decision that we are given outside? I was saying things like that. And I was like, no, God, you just need to come and help your church. You just need to come and help us. And then I didn't make the announcement. I just left. I was crying. I was like, God, this is the time that we need to see your hand. We need to see your hand again. So I was crying and going somewhere. As I was going towards a particular direction, still weeping, and then I saw a group of people, they were angels. A group of angels, they met me by the road, and they were like, we understand what you mean. We understand what you, um, what you are feeling inside. And they told me, oh yeah, let's go back. I said, go back to where? He said, let's go back to fellowship. There is a fountain that we need to drink before the time is out. 
there is. So they held me by the hand, and then we came back. And then when we came back to the place of fellowship, the atmosphere had changed. And then by this time, we were we received a supernatural empowerment that like we have never received before. And then I woke up. When I woke up, I was seeking interpretation. Then uh, I understood later on that we are in a time where God just have to do what? Defend his name. We are in a time where you see so many things. You see so many things happening. No wonder I say salvation is free. No wonder I say come and do what? Come and drink. No wonder I say come without money. No wonder I said that. Why? Because we are in a time. You read in your scripture where it said um, that. Um, let me not go there so I will not deviate. Hallelujah. So we are in that time. I trust God will help us through in the name of Jesus. God will come down to defend his interest in our lives in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we see from what we saw, we see that God, whenever um, you have the name of the Lord, Whenever you have the name of the Lord, you say, because you know my name, I'll do what? I'll set you on eye. And then you discover that oftentimes, whenever God wants to come and help his people, he will tell them that it is not because of your righteousness. It is not because you have done so much for me to come and help you. And he will say, for my name's sake. So whenever the name of God is at stake, God will always do what? Come and prove his almightiness. Mama shared a testimony the other time, I think that was Corona. And we came, it was time for um, orientation. I think um, that time we were having evangelism in church. And then I came, we were to have our defense by that time. And then when I came, I did um, the evangelism all through that day. People that say, well, like, are you now? Are you are still coming back for evangelism. You are, you, are, you are almost out now. I was like, I knew what I was doing. So after that time, we went to the department and it was time for defense and I wasn't prepared I was not prepared in any way and then when I went I just knew I was telling God Lord it is your name I went to show to the world and then when I came I just knew it I just knew it it wasn't going to hold so after everybody were prepared they came to me why are you still like this you are not dressed and all of that I was telling them don't worry and then at the end of the day the HOD just came and said something he said uh, we have shifted it to so so day um, because of some things and some things and so people then came and helped my clothes they say you knew it and you allowed us to come out here and do this and do this and I was like so whenever the name of God is at stake so in your life if your result is actually to extol the name of the Lord then it will come to prove himself if your academics is actually to, to lift up the name of the Lord it says as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness so also is what the son of man lifted high so if what you do is actually to lift up his name on campus wherever he will always come to prove himself so I would like you to just listen I hope to make it a teaching session and I trust God to help me with time hallelujah because we see that is the God that makes ways in the, in the river. In the midst of the sea, he will create a way. In the wilderness, he will create a river. There is nothing he cannot do. Just do what? Have his name. Secure his jealousy. Secure. People may be talking here and there. I came with my whole heart. People may be talking, just do what you know what you are doing. See, you see all these politicians, and then many of them, many of the people, it isn't that they actually um, support that person, but because of what, what they are looking for, you see them ranting around the person. 
So now you know what you are doing for God. You know what you stand to achieve. You know what he said to do. So it doesn't matter what people will say. Do what? Please, if you didn't hear anything, hear this. Secure, protect the interest of the kingdom in whatever you do and you see God show up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you are listening to me. So the desire of God in creation was to do what? Was to colonize the earth through man. And this is the property of every spirit. Was to colonize the earth through man. To make whatever is happening in the kingdom of heaven to happen here. Through what? Through man. And every spirit seeks to do this also. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So why other spirits have their evil intention in order to achieve their goal? The intention of God to achieve this goal is through love. It is love. What is love? Love is actually me trying to replicate myself. Love is actually me trying to replicate myself. So I love this, my brother. I want to see all that is happening. Like all the good happening to me happen to him. I want to explain it in the meanest of terms. So God wants to replicate what is happening in heaven. Yeah. So he does what he came with love. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that is why the Bible has told us God is what? Is love. So everything he chooses to do is through love. I know why I'm going this way. Just listen. I told us I want to make it a teaching session so that we can understand this thing very well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then God created man as a universe. Every man is like saying a word. David had said that. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Everything that constitutes David Tabasi. So we are like a universe. I have a quibum state inside of me. I have um, all the parts of the world inside of me. So the purposes of God, the desire of God is to have his, so his purposes manifest in every part of me. So I am a universe. You discover that it is the part of you that you discover that you are able to benefit from. So inside of you is a millionaire. But you have not been able to discover that part of you yet. That's why you are not yet a millionaire. Inside of you is that man of God that will preach and win millions to Christ. But then you have not discovered it yet. It doesn't mean you do not have it. So we are all universe. And the intention of God, your academics is part of your universe. Your finances is part of your universe. So he is desiring that. He says, I wish above all things that you do what? That you may as prosper and be in hell, even as thy soul prospereth. So we are a universe. And every part of us must fulfill scripture. That will be so for you in the name of Jesus. Your academics is part of the universe. So he came to tell you today that every part of you, is, he has come to do what? To light it up. He said the people that sat in darkness has done what? Hallelujah. That light has come to you in the name of Jesus. I said that light has come to you in the name of Jesus. And then you understand that when God is trying to make every part of your universe to count, whatever he does, he signs it with the signature. He signs it with the signature. He said, and the mouth of the Lord spoken it. 
This happened and happened and the people did what? And fear came upon the whole land. Whenever God is doing something, he would ensure that there is a signature that proves that it is God that is doing it. If mama is doing something, you would see that it is mama that is doing it. But if it is God, everything about it will be God. So in your life, God will step in there in the name of Jesus. I said the government of heaven will step into your life in the name of Jesus. He would always sign it with the signature. Hallelujah. So it is good to know that when God is doing something, he signed with the signature to show the devil that he is useless in your case. He is useless. God wants to bless you. He will show it to the devil that concerning you, his uselessness is as high as anything. Whenever he wants to do something, hallelujah, just listen. Listen. So when he wants to open a door, he will not just open it. He will ensure that no other person can shut it. So he has come to your life to open a door. He will not just open and leave. To prove that he is almighty, he would ensure nobody can shut it. He said, I have opened unto you the two-leaf gate, right? That shall not be shut day and night. He said, I am the one that have the keys of David that open it. And no man does what? Shut it. So if he's opening a door in your life like he's doing today, he ensures nobody can shut it. That is what proof that he is supreme. And if he's shutting a door, he ensures no one can open it. So he sees your life that there are so many spaces. There are so many things that are not um, right. So he's now shutting the door against those things. And I can promise you no one can open it. In the name of Jesus. That door of sickness is shutting it today. And nobody can open it again in the name of Jesus. So whenever he's doing something, he will let you know that he's the one that has done it. The almightiness of God. He saved your life. The Bible says, says what? He says um, he went to the devil. He did what? Made a public show of him. Got the key and came back and proclaimed. Up till now, the devil has not been able to come out. To say I've gotten it back. Has he been able? No. Whenever he does it, he ensures that he signs it with his signature ring to show that it is God that did this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you can secure his jealousy, you know that for sure everything is certain. So now I would like to look at something briefly. I would like to look at something briefly. So why? I want to look at why the experience of God's almightiness is sometimes far from us. Listen attentively. So why is the experience of God's almightiness is sometimes far from us? Why is it that um, of all the power God has, my academic is still suffering? Of all the supremacy of God, my life is still not going very well. We are going to look at that briefly. I would like you to pay attention. I hope you are writing something. Hallelujah. Why? Number one is because of wrong and worthless convictions. Because of wrong and worthless conviction. So you see that one of the reasons God sent the Holy Spirit was to do what? To come and be the author. The one that is responsible in betting convictions. It says he, the Spirit of truth shall come and do what? And he will convict the world of sin 
of righteousness and of what? Of judgment. So any conviction that is outside the Holy Spirit will always lead you to error. So what is conviction? What is conviction? So the, your conviction is the depth of your persuasion concerning a person, a thing, or a cause. The depth of your persuasion. So you came to church today because you have the conviction that you are coming to meet with Christ. Is that true? Many other people are not in church because they are not convicted. They do not have the conviction enough to come to the presence of God. So you discover that our life is a result of our convictions. Are we on the same pace? Our life is a result of our conviction. I am standing here because of my conviction. But then when this conviction is erroneous, we discover that result will also be an error. So you discover many people gave their life to Christ and then they go back to the war. Sometimes because of the conviction that brought them to Christ. So now if what brought you to Christ was that if you give your life to Christ, you are going to make all A's. And then you do what? You give your life to Christ and you are still struggling academically. With time, you, de- you begin to do what? You begin to decline in your pursuit of God because the conviction was wrong. So we see that the conviction for salvation is always law. It's always love. Not, it's always God himself, not the things he can give. It's always the experience of God, not the expertise of God. It's always the person of Jesus, not the principles he teaches. Hallelujah. So my conviction must be on God, not what he can give me. Because if your conviction, see the proof, the proof of conviction is the staying power regardless of results. The proof of conviction is the staying power regardless of result. So now you are still here. You are still here irrespective of the result you've been achieving because of your conviction that has been very, very strong. So we see that erroneous conviction make people, although God is mighty, but if your conviction is wrong, you will not see him. Although he is mighty, although he has all the power, if your conviction of him is wrong, you will not see him. So if, you're, if, you're, if what you are doing for God is not from the standpoint of conviction, time will frustrate it. If what you are doing for God is not from the standpoint of conviction, time will frustrate it, I promise you. So whatever you do for God, if you must secure his jealous, you will not just come and then know. If you must secure his jealous, you must be able to do what? To stay convicted that he can do it. He can do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So once the object of your conviction is gone, your conviction is also gone. If I am in chapel because of mama, the moment mama is no more in chapel, I've left chapel. If I am a believer because my mom is a believer, when my mom is gone, I also go. If you are here because of somebody, the moment the person says, let us go, your mind is out of here. So once the object of your conviction is gone, your conviction is also gone. Which is why the bedrock of our conviction must be what? The Holy Spirit in conjunction with the Word of God. These are the two things that should sponsor your conviction. For you to be able to see the almightiness of God. These are the two things that should sponsor your conviction. So I know, he said you have come, um, you you have not come uh, to maybe the mountains of old and all of that. You have come unto Mount Zion. To what? To the city of the living God. 
you have come to the church of the first one, to the innumerable company of angels, to the spirit of just men. Make perfect. So I am coming here on the strength of my understanding that I'm coming to meet the spirit of just men. I made perfect. The only thing that will make me not to come here is when that scripture has changed. But if I'm coming here because of mama, if mama gets me angry, I'll leave the church. So this is what we need to know. Hallelujah. So number one is wrong and worthless conviction. So I say do what? Let your conviction be held bound by the word of God and the Holy Spirit. And then you will see the almightiness of God. Hallelujah. Number two is lack of spiritual knowledge. Lack of spiritual knowledge. Proverbs have told us that through knowledge shall they just be delivered. Proverbs 11 and verse 9b, if I'm not mistaken. Through knowledge shall they just be delivered. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Jesus Christ wept two times on, in scriptures when he was about raising Lazarus. And the next time, he was weeping for the city of Jerusalem. He came and then he saw that um, they had so much of the almightiness of God to enjoy. But then they did not do what? They did not know it and he wept. So I would like you to know that knowledge is a, is a personal responsibility. It is your responsibility to know. Invariably, if you do not know, you do not have anybody to blame. Because you must go for knowledge. It is a personal responsibility. Hallelujah. It is a personal responsibility. So convictions are only better on the strength of knowledge. Convictions are better on the strength of knowledge. It is important to know that what you know or have Okay, it is important to know what you know or what you have. It is also important to know what you do not know. Because it is the understanding, the revelation of um, what you do not know that will push you to go for it. For example, I know that statistics, mathematics and statistics is my field. I know that if you wake me up tomorrow and ask me one plus one, I know that the answer is two. But I also know that in biology, if you me there, I will fail woefully. So if I want to gather momentum on that field, I will have to go for knowledge in biology. So you know your field. You know that you know what you do not know. The same thing happens. Regarding divine health, what do you know? Regarding um, protection, divine protection, what do you know? Regarding finances, what do you know? Regarding this, you need to know what you know and also what you do not know so that you can go for it. I remember um, when Sir David Bassey was still around. The young man was just up and doing and then his pocket never ran dry. And one of those times, I remember meeting him at the back of this auditorium. And I was like, sir, this thing no understand. I don't understand this thing again, no. All through this time where you they stay, sir, this thing, you know, clear me. Please, sir, what is the secret to your finances? I know that I'm lacking knowledge on this aspect. And I'm suffering very well. Please, sir, what is the secret? You know how he smiles now. <laughs> Dr. Chapere. <laughs> he was just smiling. And at the end of the day, he gave me some books to read. And then he taught me, he was the one that taught me the principles of tithing. Every time he had his tithe, he would give me, Chapere, all this for me, give me on Sunday. That is my tithe. And then he was using that to teach me so many things. So now we rule on the strength of what? Knowledge. So know what you know and what you do not know. Know what you know and what you do not know. Please. 
so that you can go for knowledge on what you do not know. Are you suffering in your health? There are keys to divine health. He said he has given unto us everything that pertains unto life and godliness. But they are enjoyed. He said through knowledge is a house built, right? By understanding it is established. And by knowledge we enjoy the fruit that comes from it. Hallelujah. So these are some of the things. It, no matter how mighty God is, God will never show up in the aspect you are lacking in knowledge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is mighty. Brother, God is mighty, is he not? So now God now come to, and someone now come to you now and um, begin to ask you big, big questions in biology. Big, big questions. Is God not mighty? Will you answer? He's still mighty till tomorrow. Bishop David Oyedepo said in with all the anointing that he had, one time when he started ministry his house, um, they had power failure. And then he looked at the house, there was no life. He looked at himself with all the anointing, with everything, he could not do anything about it until he called an electrician. So, know what you know and know what you do not know so you go for knowledge on that area. Hallelujah. Assumed knowledge is the lowest form of knowledge. I'm talking as a mathematician now. Assumed knowledge, thank God our copper is here, he will help me. Assumed knowledge is the lowest form of knowledge. So you want to solve an equation and you are like assuming the answer is X and you start solving. That is the lowest form of knowledge. So we are not permitted to live by assumption. We are permitted to live by revelation. Don't assume things in the kingdom. That's why many people are suffering. We assume. Since that you assume that you will be rich. It is 10 years now you assume that. Many of us, how many of you did not um, assume that by this time you, you'll be driving your own car? Me, I assume that until you come to the reality of what you need to do. So assume knowledge is the lowest form of knowledge. Mathematicians will tell you that. Because it can fail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the proof of knowledge is results. It is not cramming of scripture. Mama help me. I used to cram scripture a lot too. Very, very serious. When I stand, I will give you as it they go, as it they hurt. Mama was the one hitting my head. You this boy, you be cramming, cramming. But then, all those things I used to cram did not help me until I sat down to make them part of my spirit. Until it became part of my spirit and not just my head. Then it started producing results. So, the proof of, you tell someone you can operate iPhone. You tell so you know, someone is telling you, you do this, you do. Now, this is iPhone, operate it. That's when we know if you actually know it. I know A plus A. And I'm asking you, what is A plus A? You tell me it is 32A. Does it mean you know A plus A? No. So the proof of knowledge is result. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That the, so, the second reason, lack of spiritual knowledge. Many people lack knowledge and that's why uh, no matter how mighty God is, you can't see it in their lives. And then the next one is irresponsibility. I'll rush so that I'll go to the last one. Irresponsibility. Irresponsibility. I'd like you to know that salvation is free, but it has to be worked out with fear and trembling. Philippians 2 and verse 12. Work out your salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Salvation is free, but it needs to be worked out to produce the result. So Jesus has given us all things by redemption, but you need to receive it. 
So I want to give bro Samsung this microphone. He needs to stand up and come and receive it. True or true? That is the place for responsibility. So grace is received by faith. And faith is dead without works. Grace is received by faith. But then faith is dead without work. I have faith that when I go back to my academic, this semester I will have all A's. But then that faith will be dead if you are not putting work into it. Jesus wanted to raise Lazarus. To bring in the place of work, he has to tell them to what? Carry the thing from the tomb. Carry the stone off from the tomb. He could speak and the stone would roll. But he had to do what? He had to bring in the place of work. So there is responsibility. So every word properly received from God every word properly received from God comes with that instruction every word properly received from God comes with an instruction I believe you are already receiving instructions today every word properly received comes with an instruction he who dwells in the secret place of the most High shall abide and then everything follows the first thing was an instruction you must dwell so there is a place of responsibility in every prophecy he told Timothy, war with the prophecy that had gone before you. So there is a place of obedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Excuses are only found among the low. I will explain this very well. Excuses are only found among the low. You never find excuse among the high. It is below that you find so much of excuse. The difference between the victory that Jesus caused and the rod of Aaron that bore it was excuse. The victory was trying to tell Jesus to give him excuses, reasonable excuses why he should not produce fruit. And then the, the rod of Aaron was giving Jesus reasonable reasons why he should bore in 24 hours. So excuses are found among the law. If you are someone that has so much of excuses in you, then you will remain down. I'm telling you the truth. Excuses are not found at the top. Ask the great men of God, they will tell you. Hallelujah. The better and more your excuses, the better and the more your excuses, the more reasons not to benefit from God you have created. The more you give God reasons why you shouldn't come to church, why you shouldn't study the world, why you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't read for exam. You are giving him more reasons why you should fail. Oh, Lord, I'm tired now. I just came back. I can't read again. And you are telling me, Lord, you can see now. You can't help me now. I can't read. You can't help me. So let me just fail that course. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not this, that everything you leave behind by reason of excuses has been there nobody has done it so brother please that's your brother amen i want to bless you i want to give you a million naira but um start this business start this business however it is start it i want to bless you and then you come you are like I, i'm very tired today this thing can be here tomorrow so the one million naira lives from today has anybody done that business can the money come? No. You keep on giving the excuses. It keeps on prolonging. At a time, it will move to another person. Sit down, sir. 
So the more you give excuse why you should not pray. Do you know that every time God urges you to pray, it's all because there's something that needs to be done in the spirit realm. And then if you have not prayed that prayer, what do you think actually happened in the spirit realm? As your, a result of your negligence of that prayer. God is urging you to fast, to do this, to go to church. You are giving excuses why you shouldn't. What do you think is happening as a result of that negligence? I'd like you to know that something is actually wrong each time you give an excuse not to do something. Hallelujah. So the next reason is excuse. And the last one is on is limited vessels. Limited vessels. I hope I'm not wasting your time. If you are blessed, can you shout hallelujah? I intend making it a teaching session because I came to understand so many things that when we neglect our own part of the work, you can't give God your own part to do. There are things mama must do I'm in chapel. There are things that she mustn't do. Hallelujah. There are things she can do. There are things that she will not do even if she can do it. It is your own part to do that one. Mama will not come and carry you in your seat, uh, from your house to come and sit here. Mama will not. That is your own responsibility. There are things God will do for you. There are things you must also do to receive from what he wants to give you. So I'm speaking this because I came with my heart. We are, we'll be starting our examination. And you are giving your, yourself excuses. God is giving you an opportunity to study and have an A. And you are giving yourself more reasons to sleep. You are giving yourself reasons to sleep. After I have been reading, that man is in no past question, and you are no. We need to understand that we need our own work to do. Bishop David Odepo will tell you that all through the night he will be praying for the service. He has so when he comes out and he says, You are blessed, and the person you say, Ah, that man get power. No, he has dug his own well. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Finally, limited vessels. We see that in Second Kings chapter 4. When um, God visited the woman, you remember that story? So I'd like you to know that God is a constant. God is always a constant. It is only us who vary. God is a constant of the equation. We are the only ones that do what? That vary, either directly or indirectly. Sorry for using mathematical term. For example, for example, you have a river. You have a river. Does that river, is the river not constant? The river is constant. It is the vessel you carry to the river to fetch water that determines what water you have. You go to the river with a bottle of ever water, you have that size of water. You go to it with 20 liters, you have that size of water. So God is a constant. It's the Come and do what? And drink. If your hunger is like this plastic rubber, that is how much of God you can see. No matter how mighty he is. If your hunger is 20 liters, that is the amount you can see. No matter his almightiness. So God told the woman, he says, go and bring um, vessels, right? Elisha told, go and bring vessels, bring vessels, bring vessels. Did the oil stop until the vessel stopped? The oil never stopped. It was where the vessel ended that the oil ended. So if your life, that's why he said in Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of thy tent, for you will be breaking forth 
on the right and on the left. But first of all, you need to enlarge. Because if you come to God to drink with an hunger that can only give you a sea, it is a sea you will end up having. You come with the hunger that can give you parallel A, it is parallel A that you will have. So the level of your hunger determines what you receive, despite his almightiness. The same anointing you see with Bishop David Ayodepo is not the same anointing that you see with other men of God, right? The difference is not in the person who gives the anointing. It is in the, per- the vessel that is carrying the anointing. If the vessel is large enough, it can contain. Hallelujah. So one time I got an instruction, just go and enlarge yourself. The anointing is coming. So that when it comes, you can have room enough to do what? To receive it. So in your academics, are you enlarging yourself? Now we see um, a time where many people are dependent. Do you know what I wrote? I wrote so many things on my jota. And I was like, I must, in this war, I must be wealthy because of the kingdom. I must be wealthy because of the kingdom. Because I must finance the purposes of this kingdom. I must be wealthy. So I do what I have to enlarge myself. So in your field of study, there is more. My lecturer told us that they are permitted to give you 40% in school. 60% is your own work to do. So if you are just getting the 40% you are given in class, who would do the 60% you are giving excuses? So there is more you can do in that your course of study that will give you money. There are so many online courses you can do. Mama told me the other time. He said, you see all these online courses, register for them. Do them. Learn from them. Then you develop. And then I started doing some of them. Got certificates in some of them. And that is one of the things keeping me up till now. That I would just sit down and then someone would just say, please, can you run analysis for me on this? And then oh, I can do it. I'm how much for the analysis? 8,000, 10,000. Just this, right? I can do it. And then I charge you the money. But then I didn't learn it in class. So God will always meet you at your level. If you are a bicycle repairer, God will bless you as a bicycle repairer. If you increase to repairing cars, God will bless you in that dimension. If you increase your capacity to repairing aeroplanes, it will bless you at that capacity. So the level you have brought, did they not limit God? God said they limited the Holy One of Israel. Why? Because of that. He said, I can't do anything because of, without your mind. So it is, your, the limitation of God as regarding your life is equal to your, your limitation of yourself. So if you are limiting yourself to a particular thing, that is how much of God you will see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will always relate with you at your level. So he is very mighty. God, is he not mighty? I had to make it go this way so that we can learn these things. Savinson told me that, told us that um, there are two dimensions to life. They are the emotional part of life and then the intentional part of life. Sir, I hope I've... There's the intentional part. So now, more than be ruled by the emotion, do what? Be ruled by intentions. Be intentional about everything you do. That is when you will read when you feel like and when you do not feel like because you program to read. When 
you feel like you read when you do not feel like because you had compelled yourself you told yourself that I'll be reading no more a function of emotions this body will come to tell you you are tired don't read no but because I decided in my timetable that I'll read my so-so time you can read it hallelujah so exams is fast approaching God wants to show himself strong in your life but then how much space have you given him to help you how much space are you giving God to help you in your finance how much space are you giving God to help you one of my friends was learning copywriting online and then they gave them assignment they said just create a content that you can do online and people will pay um, that you can do for 100 people and they will pay 1,000 naira. and then she just created a content and do you know in just few hours 20 people had already signed up before, how much did she pay for the course? 5,000 naira. How much is she making in that week? 100,000 naira. There is a wealth of knowledge everywhere. Your phone is an important asset in your life. Most of us make it a liability. Your phone should fetch you what you are looking for. See, God will bless you at the level that you have decided him to bless you. Please, note this. You are looking for a first class and you are doing the work of a second class lower. Do you think God is a magician? No. There is responsibility to be undertaken. Hallelujah. I came because there has to be a, a, a revival in chapel of praise. In our finances, I'm looking forward. I was telling somebody, I was telling someone the other time that I'm looking forward to when we'll be coming to chapel like this and then we'll be driving with our cars and then when we come here we also see cars lined up here that time is coming and I know you will be among us in the name of Jesus but then you have to make a decision you see why I made it a teaching session I didn't want to be jump. I want you to understand it now I'll give you a minute to think on all these things you have heard I'll give you a minute to think on all of them can you think on them? Which aspect really touches you? Which aspect have you really caught something? Which aspect have you really caught something? I thought I wrote in my diary that money is not everything. Money is not everything. Me, I prefer relationship to money. I can do everything to keep relationship than I would do to keep money. I was telling people, in fact, they know me for that statement now. Because whatever money can buy, like Selman would say, relationship can also buy. When I finished my this, I came and told Mama, or like, Mama, I want to go and volunteer in a school just to teach them for free. And then because I know I had a short time before my NYSC, I just want to teach mathematics for free. I, I applied for further mass. And then when I applied, I wrote my CV, I sent to them. The moment I got there, the man was like, have you gone through NYC? I said, no, I'm awaiting. He said, you have just two months. We can't employ you. I said, sir, read my CV. We read my cover letter. It's not employment I came for. I came to help. And then when they saw it, they, the next day I saw a call on Tuesday. That was 18th of January. I saw a call. Please, can you come over? Okay, they called me on Monday. Can you come over? And then they say, come prepared. I thought it was an interview. The moment I got there, I got there 8.05 in the morning. 
they told me there's no room for interview. We, the moment, the way I'm seeing you, you are capable. I want to give you a class. I arrived there 8.05. By 8.07, I was giving four classes to teach for that day. To teach them mathematics. And after teaching that day, the students were like, ah, ah, sir, we, sir, we want you, we want you, we want you. And before you know, I became a permanent, I became, I am now their mathematics teacher for the whole of SS1 classes. Now, I want to explain something. Many people, many staff came to me, how much are they paying? I said, they are not paying me money. They say, you are, fool, you are foolish. How will you come and be doing this kind of work? Do you know what? I told them, I'm not, I'm not paid anything. And then the management staff met and they decided they were like, and we are going to appreciate him and just for soap and all of that. And then from that place of doing just volunteer work, a student went and told his father, he said, Daddy, our math teacher, I like the man. He is the one that explains to my understanding. Please, can you call him to come and teach me private lesson? And the man called me. I said, Sir, um, I want to teach you. Uh, he said, When do you have time? I said, Only weekend. He said, Only weekend, Saturday and Sunday, two, two hours. And I'm like, Yes, that's the only time. He said, How much do you charge? I said, Are you willing to pay 25000 He said, It's only eight times in a week. I said, Sir, that's why you called me. Because your son has told you I'm not like every other person. He told me, hey, someone even agreed 15,000. I said, there are people who accept 5,000. So it depends on the quality. Are you willing? He said, please bring, I said, 20,000. And then he said, no problem. And just two, two hours Saturday, Sundays. And at the end of the month, 20,000. Another family came and uh, called me again. And then before you now, I just have people. As I'm talking to you now, I now have all these students that I'm teaching. Not from the school now. But from the students alone, I, at the end of the month, I can boast of more than 60,000. I didn't come with the intention of money. So relationship is key. There are things you must do looking away from money. There are things you must do looking away from money. Money is just a reward for value. It's not what we should pursue. Money is a reward. So look at yourself. What are the relationships you are driving away from yourself that can actually lift you? And all of this, the school came the other time and they were like, you have really done noble. And just last week, they sent me a package. They said, for your soap. And I was like, sir, I'm grateful. It was, I didn't even expect it. So what am I saying? There are things we must do. God will meet you at the level that you have placed yourself. Can you rise up to your feet? Rise up to your feet. I don't know what you have heard. You are in school. There are things you can learn online. There are things you can learn online. Can you lift up your voice now and begin to pray to God now with what you have heard? I told you you need to do business. You need grace from God to do all of this. Can you begin to pray? Can you begin to pray with what you have heard? Sir Vincent will come here. You see him shining. You do not know the words he's putting in place. Sir David Bassi told me when I was still in school. He told me during strike like this, I cover all my courses two, two times before strike is ended. It was Sir David Bassi Sunday. He was the one that told me. I looked at him. When he told me, I looked at him. I saw how this brother used to pray. I saw the time he spent in church. And he's still telling me he used to cover his courses two, two times during strike like this. I told myself, you must be mad not to read. That was what I told myself. Sir David Bassi that you know. However, Sir Covenant, he graduated with a first class. A spiritual brother. 
still spending time in church. The president of his department, president of Winners Campus Fellowship, and still made a first class. I went to him, Sarkovina, how do you do this? And during the retreat we have in one of the escorts meetings, he taught us how to balance spirituality with academics. There is work to be done. I would like you to pray. I would like you to pray. The money you are looking for is somewhere. There's something you must do to get to it. I would like you to pray. The almightiness of God is is mighty, but if you are not doing the things required of you, it will look as if he's not there. It will look as if he's not there at all. Can you make that your prayers, Mama? Praise for us. something I know the gate of righteousness has just opened to you I know the right path has been revealed I know the right thing you should do has been exposed I know there's an expo in the house the gate of righteousness is exposed is now open. Is anybody walking into it for a praise? God is almighty. Yes, he's almighty. Yes, he's constant. Yes, he's always there. He's not a man that he will change his standard. There's a standard, there's a standard. But I know you can make it after today. I know you can achieve after today. I know you can possess your position after today. I know the excuse that you have been laid down, not to, not to, has been deleted and erased out of your life today. I know the strength from growing from strength to strength has been revealed to you today that time time will fail you if your bedrock of salvation is not by the Holy Ghost and words time will fail you time will fail you but time will not fail anyone here today because you have heard the word and the gates of righteousness has been opened now 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 the Lord open to me the gate of righteousness and the righteous will walk into it and he shall praise your name. Father, we declare the strength and the grace to walk into this gate. That after today, we will have another mindset. That after today, the sound mind will take over us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 